I V M. Have you ever wondered why women don't do more crime? Well, we're here to tell you. There's misconduct all the time. Women are thieves and murderers. That's gross misconduct. Con artists, money launderers. Mm, criminal misconduct. Financial fraud that's hard to track. Take some planning, but still misconduct. Even breaching a contract. Well, that's more civil, though. It's misconduct. Misconduct. We tell you all about women that suck. Things that make you say, "What the?" It's misconduct. Hello, 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 and welcome to Misconduct. We are a podcast about Indian women that did criminal stuff. My name is Raghavi, and I am Nisha. And today we are picking up where we left off, mm-hmm. delving into the life and times of Indrani Mukherjee and her company INX Media, which she founded with her husband Peter. If you missed last episode, then too bad because this episode will be gibberish for you. <laughs> uh, we invite you to please go listen to part one first, and then you can really get the gist of where we're going and what we're going to do with this. Uh, because this is gonna be, as the great scholar Doja Cat said, juicy. Yeah, keep it juicy, juicy. Ah, uh, no, wait. Actually, I can't say yeah. that. That is definitely a copyright. I don't know why I started that. I'm so sorry. It's also a very inappropriate song. Hey. Actually, you know what? You know what actually is inappropriate? Letting your kids listen to this podcast. Wow. Yeah. You thought I couldn't turn that into a segue, huh? Amazing. I did. Amazing. Thank you. It's an acquired skill. <laughs> um, so we talk about crimes and stuff on this podcast, guys. It's obviously not appropriate for kids. We also expect you adults to be responsible about this. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> cool. So... INX was dealing with employee mutiny and loss and such and but what we didn't know at the time was there was something which was brewing higher up in the food chain. Mm. So, in January 2008, the Indian government was silently investigating the company on the side. Right. Uh, an independent agency under the finance ministry went through the financial statements of the company mm-hmm. and flagged some major irregularities regarding the foreign investment that they brought in. Mm-hmm. So it was reported that Indrani and Peter were only given permission to bring in forty-six point two million rupees into INX Media. Mm-hmm. Instead, they brought in three billion rupees. <gasps> What are you talking about? How how is that possible? God damn it! This. <laughs> so anyway. it's also reported that some of this money was siphoned off into INX News. So remember when Indrani what? and Peter? <laughs> remember when Indrani and Peter had asked the government, like, "Hey, can we do downstream investment?" And the government was like, "No, no, you can't do that." So mm-hmm. the Mukherjee's clearly just put their hands over their ears and said, "La la 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 la, I can't hear you, la 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 la." <laughs> What did you say? Ha huh, ha! Huh? Oh no, I'm going through a tunnel. Sorry, DPIT. Goodbye. <laughs> You're right in front of us. <laughs> so they invested about 400 million rupees in INX News, which is mm-hmm. a subsidiary of INX Media. 
And this was against the explicit directions of the finance ministry. Yes. Now we kind of understand why there was so much money yes. in the company when so little was originally approved. Um, now what we have to find out is where did that money go once it came here? <laughs> because the company was just straight up like, I got no money to pay my anybody. Goodbye. Yes. So yes. before we get to that, one thing that I thought was really important to mention is all of this was picked up by the income tax department. Mm. It wasn't the finance ministry or anything. I mean, the first people that will pick it up is obviously going to be the income tax department. Yep. Because if your income shows a sudden surge in crores or millions of rupees, <laughs> the income tax department is going to be like, hmm, because they are professionals. <laughs> I went hmm, and I'm just a basic ass person yes. with a very simple understanding of numbers. So the income tax department caught on to this and mm. they forwarded it to the finance ministry, who then yeah. said, what? <laughs> what the hell is happening? <laughs> this is way too massive. Mm-hmm. And then they handed it over to the enforcement directorate. Hmm. Now some context, the, the enforcement directorate is basically this super specialized financial investigation and enforcement agency in India. Hmm. Among various other things, the ED looks into the serious cases of money laundering and financial fraud. Hmm. And the ED should not be messed with. <laughs> he will, they will make you scream for your mother. Okay. <laughs> They are ruthless about everything that they do. And they mm-hmm. have to be because that's just, you know, it's, it's, it's like a lot of money we're usually yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, they're also comprised primarily of specialized IAS officers who know mm-hmm. their stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, think of the ED has an accountant, but an accountant who works for Lord Voldemort. <laughs> okay. So as an accountant, he is super smart and capable in his own right. Mm-hmm. And he can mess you up. Mm-hmm. But also... He has the backing of freaking Lord Voldemort. <laughs> so the powers that come together are like, listen, do not mess with me. Yes, fair, fair. So, that is what and, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and in 2010, the ED registered a case against INX Media for alleged violations of the FDI policy and by extension, the Foreign Exchange Management Act or FEMA. What a shocker. <laughs> so let's take a quick break. Um, And when we come back, we'll understand how this happened. I mean, you know how it happened, but let's get into what was the drama. The deets. The deets. (laughs) Welcome back after the break. So we're talking about Indrani Mukherjee. And uh, let me just take you through INX Media and what exactly happened that the ED is like, Hey, buddy, what's what's going on here? What what you got there? <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> so so uh, INX Media was given approval to get 46.2 million into the company from three foreign investors. Mm-hmm. This meant that the new investors would be given about 46% of the shares of INX Media at par, which is at rupees 10 per share. Mm-hmm. But the ED said that INX Media instead issued the shares at a premium Instead of the 10 rupee per share, it was rupees 862 per share. Ridiculous. <laughs> so essentially, they were issuing the shares at like 85 times the original, uh, originally reported value. And wow. in the official circles, and I'm saying this because I've done my uh, BCom, we call this 
a metric shit ton of fraud. <laughs> ah, yes. I approve this assessment. Oh, in your capacity as a lawyer. No, in my capacity <laughs> as a layman who understands what the word fraud means. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is definitely fraud, but mm-hmm. but also it's the kind of fraud that's like super shameless. Okay, so mm-hmm. when we were talking about INX Media and we were saying that you know oh they were under major debt, they're making mm-hmm. a lot of losses. So here's a snippet from the company's auditor's report for the mm-hmm. financial year two thousand eight two thousand nine. So we pulled this out from the Ministry of Corporate Affairs website. Thank you, Raghavi, for doing this. I know that website was a little tough, and uh, God damn it! No. <laughs> Why would you bring back those memories, man? The sheer number of captchas you have to yeah. enter to prove that you are not a bot. <laughs> there is no bot that wants that information. It's publicly available information about companies. Nobody wants it. <sighs> but but I'm so glad that you did that because we got this wonderful little uh, piece of information, which was huh? the company's accumulated losses as at March 31st, 2009. Aggregate rupees seven thousand two hundred eighty-seven million, including the loss for the year of rupees four thousand five hundred and twenty-seven million, resulting in the net worth of the company being substantially eroded on that date. Further, as of March thirty-first, two thousand nine, the company's current liabilities exceed its current assets by rupees two fifty million. The company has been unable to pay its creditors on due dates, and it has also defaulted in payment of statutory dues. These factors indicate a material uncertainty on the company's ability to realize its assets and discharge its liabilities in the normal course of business. Basically, What? the company has no money. They're not paying their vendors, their creditors. They're not paying anyone, and they they essentially have no way to function. As a business, yeah. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Two hundred and fifty mil, yes, in debt, which is in two years. <laughs> the company was started right. in two thousand seven. This was the statement as of two thousand nine. Yes. <laughs> so when you compare this to how much praise Indrani got mm. in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, for her amazingly talented business. Acumen, <laughs> it's almost hilarious to me now. Yep. So, uh, I want to take you guys back to the uh, Wall Street Journal article that we mentioned mm. in the last episode, which had featured Indrani as one of the fifty top women uh, in business to be looking into. This is in two thousand eight. Okay, mm. in this, she was quoted as saying, "We will keep experimenting while at the time being cost conscious, while everyone else is talking about outspending each other." I think the way to survive in this business is to tighten your belt. In the middle of the global economic meltdown, that helps you be looked upon as a prudent leader. <laughs> Why? Yes. Why did you become all British? I don't I, know. I think actually, it makes sense because Peter Peter used to live in UK. So he is he is British. Oh, actually, Indrani is also um, a citizen of the UK. I think uh-huh. I, I'm assuming by marriage. Also, they have like a they have like a metric like. Shit ton of property in yes, the UK. Yes, that's true. That's yes. true. Man, rich people. I just I don't. Oh, Let's I don't eat know. them. <laughs> hey, listen. That meeting's tomorrow. This is the wrong. <laughs> this is the wrong forum for that. <laughs> But yes, uh, I just wanted to lol at the irony yes. for some reason. <laughs> that lol came out in a British accent, and I apologize for that. Uh, yes, yes, it's uh, quite quite. 
the irony there. Mm-hmm. Uh, some more things happened that are relevant, but we don't want to spend too much time on it. Uh, the ED filed this case in 2010, but mm-hmm. nothing came out of it for a while. In 2014, the Congress government was voted out and the new BJP government headed by Narendra Modi came in. Remember when we mentioned that P. Chidambaram was from the Congress party was the finance minister? You know, back when INX Media got that approved 46.2 million investment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the ED in 2017 filed a case against P. Chidambaram and his son Karthi Chidambaram. It was reported that the two were involved in laundering money and manipulation of public officials in relation mm-hmm. to the INX Media case. Many many reports cite that Karthi Chidambaram took the money from Indrani and Peter to influence the income tax department into not looking too closely at INX's dealings. Right. So, uh the income tax department like we said earlier, they came to know about the whole INX shadiness. Mm. Uh, of course, before they wrote to the finance ministry, the income tax department does have the part to ask for more information, right? Right. That it is their literal job to be like, "Aha, there is a discrepancy. Let us yes. please send a notice out and be like can you give me more information if not i will have to put you in jail <laughs> so the uh, the income tax department wrote to indrani and peter and they were like can you please explain yourself what the hell is happening um and i'm assuming peter and indrani got a little stressed out mm-hmm. um and it's been reported that they were thinking they should just go to someone who can likely help them out of the situation mm. Mm. uh because they really didn't have a way to explain themselves out of it because if they right. if they said hey we made this money we're bringing in foreign funds without taking appropriate approvals and circumventing the approvals we already got that's worse than yeah, just the income, income tax, tax, tax department be like okay goodbye now forever <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it was basically reported at the time indrani and peter met with chidambaram senior hmm. uh, who was the finance minister as we said hmm. and chidambaram senior allegedly asked them to visit his son now the mm. details of these meetings are not clear uh, a lot of these are in witness statements and we mm. you know mm. these it's still in court all of the stuff mm. but in the end karthi chidambaram does get implicated yep yep that is right so also in 2014 the investigative wing of the indian central board of direct taxes they put together a report that suggested that indrani and peter laundered some 3 billion rupees via Mauritius to eight INX subsidiary companies between 2007 and 2008. Remember when I kept saying Mauritius over and over again? Aha. <laughs> so, <laughs> that came back to bite them in the butt. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so the report uh, said that the board initiated the investigation on account of unexplained sources of huge funds received by the company from domestic as well as offshore sources. Mm-hmm. Basically, they were like என்ன <laughs> 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 I can imagine him in his who was this guy I don't know some dude in a safari suit yes. just sitting there is like and he you know you know his ball pen has a leak <laughs> on to this so oh there's one little blob of blue ink and he's like enna ma <laughs> and he has a pencil mustache for sure man <laughs> oh I can really feel this also one extra fun fact apparently mm. the bribe that was paid by Indrani and Peter to Karthi Chidambaram 
hmm. was hmm. 10 lakh rupees hey that is just the saddest thing very sad 10 lakh rupees <laughs> you can't even use that for like down payment for an apartment in bangalore no it's, you cannot <laughs> it's nothing he allegedly got like 10 lakhs and inx media has brought in what a 3 billion rupees in cash yeah. into their company at in 2008 So, if anything, I'm just really disappointed that this wasn't a bigger sum of money. Yeah. Just... Oh, sorry. Ten lakhs. For those who don't get it, is hundred thousand. No, that's too much. One million. It's one million rupees. Yeah. But yeah. still, that's not a lot, guys. I'm really, it's, it's just really not. not. Yeah, I'm just disappointed because, dude, you know this. I mean, I don't know this because I, you know, partake in casual <laughs> corruption. Uh, I know this because, you know, I like money, but. <laughs> Don't ask for a fixed sum. Ask mm. for a percentage. Yes. And yes. then you put a, you know, you say at least this much. Yeah. And then a percentage. Just come <laughs> on, dude. You're better than. I mean, I'm sure we're all better than this. I'm very disappointed that it, this wasn't a bigger sum of money. This is the most disappointing part of this entire uh, episode. <laughs> Poor for me. guy, and he got like stuck in all of this trouble and and trauma for just ten lakh rupees. I feel like that's kind of sad. That is genuinely upsetting. I actually, you know what? Why are you saying this? Just like five episodes ago, you gave me so much shit for saying that Zoya Khan was, uh, like you know, what she did was a victimless crime. Once I didn't say he's it's victimless. I'm saying he should have made more money. Fine, fair, okay. Yeah. I guess if he had to get arrested by the enforcement director, yes. he might as well have made more money out of it. Fine. Another fun fact: Do you guys remember New Silk Route? One mm. of the uh, Mauritius-based firms that had invested in INX Media. Yes, it has come yes. back again. It will never leave us. <laughs> so, uh, so Silk Route, New Silk Route, was founded by six individuals, mm. and as of date, four of them are either in jail or they are under investigation for various <laughs> illegal insider trading practices. So, let's just assume that this in, in entire situation, yeah. you know, obviously, like Peter Mukherjee. Uh, The Chidambarams, mm-hmm. everybody in the New Silk Route, apparently, Indrani herself. Yes. Let's just assume that this entire group of people involved in this fiasco, they suck so hard. <laughs> they suck so hard that we cannot comprehend how much they suck. Indeed, indeed. Mm. And on that note, let's take a quick break because when we come back, we're gonna get into some shady business. Mm-hmm. Welcome back everyone. So, we have set a metric shit ton of context <laughs> on everything that went wrong at INX. Dude, is metric shit ton like is that going to be a catchphrase now? Ooh, I like it. I like I'm, it. I'm assuming uh, we haven't Merch. gotten bleep so far. Oh. Oh no, I hope not. I Merch hope we life. don't get bleep. Much life indeed. <laughs> uh, but listen guys, there's a reason we gave you so much context, so much background mm. uh because it gets really fun now. uh this ed case that was filed against indrani uh, and peter mukherjee hmm. that was for fdi violations we discussed hmm. this they brought in more money than they were given permission to into their media and broadcasting business so the money laundering stuff that involves you know karthik chinnavarm etc of course it does involve the mukherjees but right now it's more of a chidambaram problem than it yeah. is a mukherjee problem right right but the reason i told you all of this is big Cause Indrani snitched on all of them. <laughs> yes, she did. 
she got out there and she snitched on everyone she told on everyone <laughs> to save her own skin and that is the kind of character development that we love on this podcast <laughs> so this case uh, involving the money laundering with the chidambarams it's been under investigation for over a decade now mm-hmm. um we don't have a resolution for it as of yet mm-hmm. literally um regarding chidambaram specifically is not mm. been investigation over a decade but obviously this started in 2008 when you Correct. know the in, when the investment first came in but literally as of 2017 the uh, indian central bureau of investigations lodged a fresh case on this matter against chidambarams mm. and in august 2021 mm-hmm. we were still holding proceedings for this before the delhi high court on procedural stuff okay So this case is here to stay like we are going to be yeah. learning about this case for a long time interesting stuff and now that we know so much about this mm. I'm going to make an active effort to keep track of it as well but the far more interesting thing about all this is how our lady of the hour Indrani maneuvered her way mm. out of this whole situation So in 2015 Indrani and Peter Mukherjee were held in a Mumbai jail for some other criminal matters we don't really have the time to get into this right now it's just whatever it's not that it's important it's nothing it's nothing it's nothing um in 2017 was when the INX media case was reopened because that case was filed against the Chidambarams hmm. um and this is when we see how truly shrewd and smart Indrani hmm. is so in order to get out of the other legal troubles that she had hmm. Indrani was like hey Should I just find a way to please the prosecutors and get mm. out of this? Um uh, and she thought right so she offered to become an approver in the mm. INX case against the Chidambarams. Nice. Um an approver or sometimes it's also called an informant. Mm. It's basically where a person who is accused of a crime they decide mm-hmm. hey if I tell the police inside details about the crime uh, mm. or I give them bigger juicier fish to catch mm-hmm. then maybe the police will take me in as a witness and will no longer prosecute me this is also officially known as the duck judy maneuver yeah hey nine 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 noise okay that's just way too many references i'm Smart. sorry yes but this is uh this you know becoming an approver or approaching mm. the police to become an approver is always a huge gamble mm-hmm. because what if the police already knew <laughs> what you are going to tell them and they were like aha loophole <laughs> because now you've confessed to the crime that the police already knew that you did so you just come out like a sucker <laughs> indeed um but luckily it ended up working in indrani's favor hmm. so this means that she effectively decided to give the cbi and the uh, ed mm-hmm. information about her dealings with the chidambarams regarding the money laundering case hmm. This became public when it was reported that Indrani had written to the then finance minister Arun Jaitley hmm. stating that she was willing to provide information to him. And Arun Jaitley was like, uh, "I'm the finance minister. This has to go to the appropriate people." And he sent it yes. to the CBI, okay? Hmm. So the CBI obviously considered it because hmm. think about it this way. Can you think of a better star witness <laughs> than the person who allegedly orchestrated the laundering of that money oh. on behalf of the person you have accused amazing i know amazing. it's it's beautiful this is the stuff movies are made of <laughs> so the cbi said yes hmm. and of course you have to also approach uh, a court to get that approval for someone hmm. to become an approver and the delhi high court also said yes so Great. in february 2018 Indrani provided her account of the INX media allegations and mm. apparent, apparently she gave up evidence to implicate Karthi Chidambaram. Mm. Uh, Indrani's name was included in the final charge sheet that was filed mm-hmm. in October 2019 but mm-hmm. 
but the CBI has confirmed that they will not be trying her for this case. Yes. Instead, crazy. for her role in assisting the investigation against Chidambarams and providing evidence against them, she got herself pardoned for her actions wow. in the INX media case. Yep. Amazing. And that mm-hmm. is the story of the woman, the mm-hmm. executive, the media mogul, the dirty little tattletale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she really just just told on everyone, you know? Yeah, like, she's just like, I'm getting out. <laughs> Goodbye. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this brings us to the last of our research. Hmm. Where is she now, Nisha? Hmm. So wait, wait, wait. First things first. Uh, mm-hmm. In the beginning of their relationship, uh, Indrani, it looked like Indrani was kind of like besotted with Peter. Okay, there's this, mm-hmm. uh, there's that India Today article from 2015. We referenced that in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. So there's a quote from Indrani's friend where she talks about how excited she was that Peter was giving her a red Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And, and she was like really looking forward to living with him. They were so in love. They were actually. I've seen, uh, first of all, I think Indrani is a stone cold hottie. She's so hot. Oh She's yeah. So hot. She's really attractive, okay? Yes. And I think it's the fact that she looks intelligent. Yes. I and think that's cheekbones. What, yes. Oh. Yes, intelligent really? plus cheekbones. Yes. All of the genetic lotteries. <laughs> so, um she is really attractive and hmm. we've seen so many photos of them from various events and Page three mm. parties, they really got around quite a bit. Yeah. They're basically always like entangled. Yes. Like within each other. And it's so evident that they were, you know, so in love uh, or at least really enjoyed PDA. Um, <laughs> and they couldn't keep their hands off each other. So that's, it's, I mean, I, I'm really glad that they at least had each other through all of this nonsense. Yeah. So mm. Indrani and Peter broke up. No. What? <laughs> Dude, they were, yes. they were made for each other. Yes. They were two peas in a pod. Uh, an illegal foreign investment board. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> birds of a feather commit serious financial crimes together. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. Hand in glove. If if the gloves were a product of money laundering, I'm sorry, I really lost track of this. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. It's okay, we peaked, it's okay. Mm. So, but yeah, anyway, they separated starting sometime in 2015. It's quite mm-hmm. sad though, because I think Peter still had the hots for her. Mm-hmm. Um, it was reported in May 2016 that Peter wrote Indrani a love letter for her birthday. He he apparently compared them to Romeo and Juliet. Ah, yes. The uh, quintessential love story where two young lovers mm. die painfully after committing significant white-collar crimes. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> that Shakespearean that tragedy that, that we can all relate to. <laughs> uh, Peter also had some uh, lovely, and I say this with air quotes, Mm-hmm. Uh, lovely words for Indrani in that letter. Mm-hmm. So, I'm in a quote. This is just a short note for today as a real birthday special to touch you and reach out to you on your day. A big hug and mwah to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else I can do. Can't send you flowers or a cake or something that you would enjoy. But this note to you is from the heart and with love from a man to his love and wife. Oh, that's That's really sweet. Hmm, sure. But Peter wasn't like particularly trustworthy either. He wrote an application to a court uh, saying that he thought that Indrani was too ambitious and willing to (laughs) sacrifice loved ones for it. Like he said that to a literal court of law. 
mm. under penalty of perjury oh. that he thought that his wife was kind of shitty <laughs> so i think we can safely say that this relationship got a bit toxic towards the end yeah we can say that i mean uh, i guess they both also really like the drama um Ooh, I, I guess it makes sense for the man who like put I don't know how many seasons of Kyuki Sas bhi kabhi bahu thi. Fair. <laughs> that makes sense. Yep. But yes, um a little after that love letter was found, hmm. uh Indrani and Peter did approach a family court in Mumbai to have their marriage dissolved. Um yeah. news reports say that Indrani had initiated the divorce, hmm. but it was basically a mutual application that was filed by both of them. Hmm. So after 17 years together on 4th October 2019 Indrani and Peter were divorced I'm hmm. assuming the uh, you know the case took quite a toll on them it hmm. must have been really really difficult uh, to sort of get through this and I understand it's short yeah. whatever yeah. um also by the way the court made them wait for 6 months after they filed the petition just in case they wanted to reconcile oh, in some manner isn't that like a standard thing Yeah, I guess, but I feel like in some circumstances it should just be like listen, I think yeah. these, these two individuals are better off not together <laughs> considering the things that happened. But listen, it's uh it's not all that sad hmm. because uh these guys were hella rich. Of so they're never going to face like really the consequences of their actions. Um in the sense that the assets by the way that they had, hmm. uh they split most of it. they had uh, i think 53 crore rupees that's about 530 million rupees in savings Oof. yeah they had apartments in bombay goa england and spain wow yeah. okay and of course they had a ton of jewelry and watches and paintings and furniture mm-hmm. it's not a particularly sad story it's so not. they yeah <laughs> i don't feel that bad about the whole thing so where is she now indrani herself is still in the baikula jail in mumbai uh for her other legal issues um she recently asked for bail in july 2021 citing covid related concerns actually um mm-hmm. and the court said there are medical facilities in jail so jai shut up <laughs> i mean yeah the court is right there are medical facilities in jail she can't get out just cuz she's rich i guess dude she ended up getting covid when she was in jail Oh yeah she had to be moved to a special like isolation wing of the prison hospital Oh dude that's all okay okay yeah. then i mean if there really was a danger then the court should have let her go i guess if she if she wasn't a flight risk i guess then maybe they should have let her go yeah Yeah but she was asymptomatic lal <laughs> Hey <laughs> Okay this was quite the emotional roller coaster <laughs> That's awful um, <laughs> Oh there was also some like random as hell news from 2017 uh, mm-hmm. it was reported that indrani planned to donate about 75% of her wealth to iskon which is the international society for krishna consciousness um okay. apparently she also wanted to donate her organs not not to iskon just, just <laughs> to some people who needed it right <laughs> but when iskon was contacted regarding this their representative is like what what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> you know what that piece of information is so perfectly random and nonsensical yeah uh because dude when we were researching for this uh this episode man the multitude of nonsense that was out there <laughs> oh my god some articles on clearly leading newspapers that have mm. not been fact checked um that just say written by such and such staff not even a name to it yeah yeah and just no punctuation <laughs> or like spacing it just stressed me out you know yeah and 
also but this piece of information i mean i'm sure it's quite like some rando would have just been like aha let's just put this and see what happens of course. and but you know what this particular thing it does mm. not at all strike me as the kind of thing that she would do yeah. if you have to make up something about her at the very least make do up some something research. that makes sense yeah you think indrani mukherjee is the kind this woman who brought like just millions of rupees into this country for her own benefit yes. or whatever for money laundering essentially yeah. do you think she is the kind of person who would donate anything outside of mandatory company <laughs> Yeah. you know csr yeah shut up <laughs> also by the way for those of you who want to know more about the inx case there is this one video that we found on youtube by a channel called bisbo mm. so it's a really quick summary on the uh, you know the, the case itself and how indrani was sort of used as bait for catching mm. chidambaram mm. um the video is a bit sensationalism sensationalized yeah oh yeah sensationalized yes um okay. <laughs> yes but it does up the facts quite well more importantly it uses illustrations to tell the story and it's absolutely hilarious so please give it a watch you can find it in our sources on the blog oh by the way there's like a brief animation that they use when the income tax department sends a notice to yeah. indrani and peter and it's that animation of an owl delivering a letter to them in the boardroom and it like flies up to them and it's like it's delivering their hogwarts acceptance letter or something yeah, that's exactly what it looks like that's true <laughs> Now that we're at the end of this story there really is one and only mm-hmm. one reason why this became so sensationalized and that is because mm-hmm. whoever we are however good and honorable we think we are how much ever we contribute to society as an individual each and every one of us loves a story about a rich powerful person's just fall from grace oh yeah absolutely this was This was a particularly long and messy fall from grace for Indrani. Yep. Um a lot of folks in the industry shunned her. Hmm. She had come to a point where she had pissed off a chunk of journalists so much it is very unlikely that she could have ever opened another oh, yeah. news channel. Um also okay Peter remained by her side for a bit but that also eventually hmm. dissolved you know. Hmm. Hmm. And for someone who was worth like 300 crore rupees what is that? 30 billion am i wrong mm. yeah mm. in any case uh that much money yeah. uh she just sort of went to having no influence mm. whatsoever and yeah. that must be really hard and painful you know yeah also i think that we should recognize that you know the space that she worked in and and bollywood essentially is pretty much like male dominated and for such a young woman to have it all and and just outrightly say that I am better than all of you. Um I'm sure that would have irked a lot of people so mm-hmm. her fall would have been like particularly satisfying for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um INX is still around by the way. It's been rebranded as 9X and every time the new management is asked about Indrani and Peter they respond <laughs> with like total silence or like some small statement about how 9X is a compliant company which which I guess is like standard PR statement so I get it. Yeah, it's fair. Um uh, but yes, we are now here at the end of this episode and I think it is time to wrap this up. Nisha, would you like to sing us a song in F major, please? F major. Yeah, F as in financial crimes. <laughs> <laughs> cool, let's do this. <laughs> F is for the first time you looked at me. With love in your eyes, F is for 
the founding of a media house that's on the rise. F is for foreign funds we collected from shady guys. F is for the fantasy of a female boss that's chasing the high. F is for being focused and friendly and owning my fate. F is for indulging in foul play and being so fake. F is for firing a bunch of senior journalists. F is for failing to stop thousands in debt in triple digits. F is for the forex scam that the finance ministry made a visit. F is for foiling the plan Freeing myself from being complicit. F is for being focused and friendly and owning my fate. F is for indulging in foul play and being so fake. Well done, girl, as usual. Thanks, girl. Um, <laughs> So to all of you, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. You can catch me at just.nishful.thinking and Raghavi at ragi.dose. That is correct. You can also find all of our sources. There is plenty for this episode mm. on our blog. Um, you will find all of it in our episode description. And we will see you on the next episode of Misconduct. Misconduct.